Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Rapids Reviews Radio episode 6. I am your co-host Kylie Wild and I am sitting here with Pete. How is your day? I think I'm a bit Pokemoned out if I'm honest. <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners are probably in the same boat. <laughs> they probably are, but I must ask, how are you? I'm doing great. I um, have got a little further on my convention plans uh for belfast Excellent. and uh kind of sitting on top of the world right now <laughs> after uh, a day of well, drinking <laughs> i was just, i was just about to ask that because most business over here is done over a few drinks i started drinking at noon and did not stop drinking until uh, sometime after the sun went down <laughs> Yeah, after that time, like you all, you know, concept of time is completely oh, lost. It's just gone. But we came up with so many ideas; it's great. <laughs> but I, and, I could use a good couple of hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, you've managed to come come up and do this whilst you're still hungover. So that's dedication. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm uh, I'm fighting the uh, nausea right now as we speak. <laughs> Well, we better not be talking about anything that's going to spin your head too much. Oh, no. No. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> but, yeah, we've got a we've got a show packed full of stuff here, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this is really this good. is going to be weird, but um do you want to do you want to talk some news? Yeah, we've let's got start some with the news. news. Got some really good news out there. Okay, what do you want to start with? Because I think um, uh, XO19 is a good one to start with. I, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So to those who don't know, XO19 is uh, Xbox's um, convention, let's just say. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was held in London this year, which is a little bit unusual, I'm not going to lie. It is, it is. Uh, you would think that would be in California, but yeah. nah. Well, that's because yeah. everything's in California usually, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think even Microsoft. Well, no, they're in Seattle, but still that area, <laughs> the West. Yeah, Coast. of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, the old West Coast. Everyone loves a bit of the old West Coast, <laughs> especially homeless people. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay, moving on from cultural <laughs> stuff here. <laughs> We're not getting. We've got a new. We've got a new podcast podcast it's the political cast yes no, we, we we've come up with a new podcast every, every week, week. So. every week that is our new thing and we're just going to keep yeah. doing it uh, keep well, workshopping we... it until we get the right one <laughs> too right but we we got some news out of xo19 which is yes. very interesting very um there are, there are about 50 games that are going to be coming to xbox game pass over the next year that that's astounding. They're really, really doing well with the Game Pass. They've really yeah. focused on it, and I think that's uh, the exact direction they should go. It's fantastic, really. Like Considering that we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, considering that Xbox was really not doing particularly well in 2013 and 14. Right, they exactly. Have managed, they've managed to turn this around pretty heavily, and a lot of people seem to be on Microsoft's side now because of, of Game Pass, and yeah. I'm one of them. Yes, but, yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to include this, that actually at the moment they've got a really good deal on Game Pass Ultimate for £1 for three months. 
excellent excellent um, deal it's an amazing deal so some of the stuff that came out of xo19 was very interesting because there are quite a lot of games that have not been on a uh, a microsoft console before coming to it such as final fantasy 7 yes final fantasy 8 yep. final fantasy 9 <laughs> final fantasy 10 final fantasy 12 <laughs> We had 13, 13, 2 and Lightning Returns on there as well. But I think the biggest one happens to be Yakuza. Yes. Oh, yes. Very so excited which, for that. Which ones have we got coming for it? Is it Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza 2, I think? Uh, that sounds about right. Yes, yes. Okay, but, well, I might not be correct in that one, but I knew I do know that Kiwami is definitely coming over, and yeah. I'm sure that Yakuza I'm Zero is coming. Pretty, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I caught that, that Yakuza Zero is coming. Um, yeah, that's, is... that's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really glad about that, because uh, although I haven't played the Yakuza, like, they have been very synonymous with the oh. Sony platform. So yeah, for, uh, It seems like that... Um, uh, the company who made them's uh, trepidation to bring them over to the West in the PS2 era has has not been a good idea because now they seem to be more popular than ever. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I absolutely love them. Uh, and I know a lot of people do. Uh, but that is something that does come up is the different culture between the East and the West. Uh, that comes up quite frequently, even with yeah. games like uh, Death Stranding and uh, stuff like that. Um with, oh boy yeah yeah <laughs> with it being oh boy. stated that uh the reason why uh the west doesn't like it is because americans because americans are the only ones in the west uh you know don't like games that you don't shoot the faces off of people <laughs> thank you hideo kojima for yeah. stating that yeah because that was the weirdest thing that came out of it was that hideo kojima said that yeah. It's very. Uh, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on record here and I mm -hmm. might be wrong in it, but he might be tooting his own horn a little bit too much there. I, I really think, yes. Um, and I kind of find it ironic that he would make that statement when a lot of the actors that he has in there, not all, but a lot of the actors are American. Yep. Um, they are. Oh. And. Uh, and even if they're not American, they are from Hollywood, which is the most American city on the planet. Um, yep. <laughs> so I find that a bit ironic. Um, yeah, I do as well. It's a bit yeah. weird. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I mean, he's had Americans in there before with yeah. David Hayter and Quentin mm -hmm. Flynn coming in to do um, oh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But I, I think we sidetracked a little yeah, bit there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> quite an interesting thing. But yes. Well, the other thing they also—they have a couple of other things at XO19 as well. They had a big focus on XCloud, which mm -hmm. I think is a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, I didn't read too much about it because I think it's one of those sorts of things that you need to see it to believe it. Yeah, yeah, I, I will agree with you there. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, but uh, there was one particular bit of news for you, which <laughs> I thought was very interesting. Yes. Um, Obsidian showed their new game. They sure did. <laughs> Our Worlds only came out a couple of weeks ago and they've already got a new game. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, quite. I was actually quite surprised, to be fair, because um, yeah. I, I do tend to follow Obsidian. Um, 
And this one kind of, I okay, my head's been in Outer Worlds for the last four weeks, so. <laughs> of, of course. Uh, so this one kind of flew by me. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I think it's called Grounded. It is. So and... it's a first-person co-op mm-hmm. survival game that's coming to Xbox uh, all uh, Early Access, is it? Yes, that's right. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the service that they call it. Um, oh, God, no, I'm... T- I'm too hungover for that one. <laughs> but um, so I found grounded a very interesting thing concept in several yeah. ways. Um, the graphics. It, this is purely my opinion, as a an obsidian lover. Um, yep. The graphics are not so good, but obsidian's not yeah. known for having the best graphics. Uh, Admittedly, yes. Yes. Um, they're more story oriented oriented which is what i found very interesting about this first person survival game uh, yeah because well basically what you are is it's like honey i shrunk the kids you're um teeny tiny and you're yeah. running around a backyard with giant objects that you know and then you have to collect supplies build shelter you know your typical survival game yeah i don't know it's... that the mm-hmm. I think it's it's very Minecrafty, but obviously yes. very much in Obsidian's own way of doing mm-hmm. things. Exactly. Um, I'm curious, and of course I'm going to play it because, of course. Uh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was never any doubt about no. that, to be honest. But I am not. As I get older, I am less and less a fan of co-op games. Um, I think because as you get older, you have less and less friends to play with. <laughs> that is true. That's I very true. Thought of that, that just bam uh, hit me. But uh, and I don't like playing with strangers. Um, I just never mm. have. I don't mind in multiplayer, like uh, you know, like Halo multiplayer. Um, I'll yeah. shoot up anybody. But <laughs> uh, yeah, that's but, because that's, that's what everyone does, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but as far as like a co-op survival game i don't know i don't know but i'm gonna give it a shot um yeah but i am i'm reserved about it but i gotta say uh the the graphics in it and also the graphics of uh rare's um everwild which was also shown off yep uh, during that um they graphics in general for the uh the smaller games we'll call it really yep. seem to be kind of following the Breath of the Wild kind of cell-shaded type way. I'm um, I, I'm kind of mm-hmm. glad you mentioned that, actually, because right. I got that impression as well with it. Really? But okay. I think the thing is about Rare is it looks like they're kind of using the same engine as the Sea of Thieves engine. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's... Which... Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they, well. they put a lot of work into Sea of Thieves, so yeah. why not reuse it? But... I mean, what we saw obviously was very, a uh, very early concept footage of it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, and I don't think this is coming out to Xbox One at all. I think this is going to be a Scarlet game. Ah, right. Um, you know, I could, I could, I could agree with you there. Uh, I hadn't even, that hadn't yeah. even thought of it, but yeah, no, of course. Yeah, they, they did say sense. it was very early footage, so it's not a surprise really so i think that's gonna they may be looking to get that as a launch game for that or maybe six months afterwards dependent you know i really this whole xbox one cycle um 
I've never felt that, except for Red Dead Redemption 2, there's not really been a game that has pushed, in my opinion, um, pushed the graphics capability of the Xbox One. Uh, No. And I hate to see that, you know, as we wind down and go into, you know, Scarlet, you know, are we just going to get slightly upgraded graphics as we hit Scarlet now, you know? It's just... Yep. Oh. I'm not going to lie, it does worry me as well mm-hmm. because, I mean, usually by this point in the end of the generation, they mm-hmm. are really pushing the boundaries of what the uh, what the consoles can actually do. Yeah. And you look at a game, you do look at a game like Death Stranding, where most people mm-hmm. will say on the PS4 Pro, mm-hmm. it is pushing the it is pushing the capabilities of the the console to its absolute limit. Yeah, I, I've and heard I think the same. Well, yeah, and we'll see the same probably with Last of Us Part Two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would agree. It just doesn't feel like Microsoft are really able to push this console any further than what they already have. Yeah, um, which is is actually quite disappointing um, because, like, I know for me personally, I've sunk a quite a bit of chunk of money <laughs> into yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Um, and I never really felt that I got exactly the worth of it back, worth, you know, the investment back. Um, no. But I think Microsoft must know that, and that's why they have really literally upped the game <laughs> with the, yep. the Game Pass. Um, yeah, which is something that obviously will come over to Scarlet as well. Mm-hmm. It's on PC, and I think with having Phil Spencer on on board rather mm-hmm. than Don Matrick this time around for yeah. the launch, uh, is going to be very prevalent because he's very much focused on the gaming aspect rather than the multimedia side. Yes, which and I think yeah, it was the biggest problem with the mm-hmm. the Xbox One was its DRM all in <sighs> entertainment box that looks like a giant VCR. Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah, I remember being disappointed in both of uh, the designs of the uh, both consoles, uh, Xbox yeah. One and the PS4, because um, they're just I'm... big heavyweights, just big yeah. black boxes. <laughs> I'm literally staring at my PS4 right now, mm-hmm. thinking it's such an awkward pain because of these mm-hmm. slanted edges yep. to put anywhere. It's such yes. an annoying thing. I'm actually looking at you mine know? as well. Um, and that yeah. I hate the design of it. I really do. It just feels very backwards, very like yeah. but not retro in a cool way. Um no, just like it's out not of date. Outdated, I guess. I, I will admit that the Xbox One X does look a little bit more sleeker. And That's so does the true. Xbox One S. Yeah, let me let me yeah, let me definitely say that. I uh yeah. No, you're right about that. They did sleek it up, which is what they always do. Uh, you know, they release yeah. the I mean, big bulky one and then uh, another year or two down the line release the streamlined slim versions yeah. that always look more modern. Yeah, I mean I mean the PS2 slim was always yeah. one of the ones yeah. that I always thought of because the PS2, I'm not going to lie, is an ugly ugly console. <laughs> it really it's, is. It's, it's disgusting looking, but they <laughs> they managed to actually make it a little bit more nicer on the eye with the slim. Yeah. Although they did take some key features away from it, like being able to include the multi tap, which was kind of stupid. Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, it's weird what they give up for sleekness, or by the yeah. opposite token, it's weird that they can come out with a large, bulky uh, console and then yeah. strip it down to nothing you know a year or two later um and then release yeah. it for the same price that the original one sold for 
Um, or in the case of the PS3, you take away every single feature with it, and then yeah. and then charge like literally so much Ugh. less money that it's not even the same console anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so glad I picked up a 60 gig version of it. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, that that was quite a shock. I think that was the first time I felt like it was a very uh, blatant attempt at you know cash grab for less quality. If that makes yeah, sense. exactly. Yeah, it does. But I think we sort of sidetracked again on this one. We did, but, but we we did mention about the game, so yes. yeah. But we we did sort of go into a little bit of a, a console war again. We did. There. Oh well, it's fine. So uh, the takeaway from this is Xbox good. Yes, yes not so good. <laughs> yes. Um, but we're keeping our eyes and minds and hearts open for the next generation. Yeah, I am being. I will be very interested to see what uh, after. Obviously, we've seen so much about mm-hmm. the PS Five. Uh, there was kind of a, a a leak or a rumor going yeah. around the other day about what potentially the box could look like. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like the look I, of it. I don't either. But. Um, it's obviously very early stuff yeah. and we don't know because it's not come from an official Sony channels. Exactly. We won't be too sure. Yeah, and if you look back over, you know, the last decade of quote unquote leaks of various hardware, it's just silly. Like, oh, they leak everything but get nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And some of it it's just like, okay, that might have been concept art for a second, but it was yeah. never gonna be real. You know, the um that weird um Cylon ship shaped uh, PS controller. It's just no. Oh my god, the boomerang. <laughs> yes, the boomerang. Uh, the PS3 boomerang. Uh, yeah. That was funny. Yeah. To yeah, be fair though, like, like... I remember when the I remember when the um, design for the what was potentially the PS5 was doing the rounds, mm-hmm. and I remember saying on our Discord channel, "I bet this is what the dev kit looks like." And someone mm-hmm. went, "Nah, that can't be what the dev kit looks yeah. like." That. Like usually they're just big boxes, and then yeah. a few weeks later came like, out and they said, the "This is what the dev kit looks like." And I was just sitting there, like yeah. smugly, thinking to myself, "I knew it." That's right. <laughs> uh, oh, I was right, and I got bashed down for yeah. it. I know enough. Look, I've gone through like so many God. different hardware generations right. now. I know what a dev kit looks like. Yeah, exactly. So, oh gosh. But anyway, We're we won't go into, into that. So. <laughs> kind of are oh my gosh <laughs> next next topic next topic. <laughs> uh, next topic is not going to make you feel any less of a boomer is oh, it? <laughs> so pokemon sword and shield have been released this friday as you'll list if you listen to this it came out on the 15th of november yes um there was a lot of backlash about the game generally yeah but as um, often is yep it's pokemon it's the pokemon company right. and game freak right. and some reason people just i think give them quite a hard time over things now i know i'm gonna get a comment saying oh you just defend game freak no i don't (laughs) i don't i stopped purchasing their games after gold and silver because i felt like they were all getting to be the same yeah yeah uh yes only only came back after sword and shield when oh sorry after sun and moon Mm -hmm. when it looked like they actually made some pretty substantial changes to the general formula yeah and sun and moon Um, was quite quite good yeah they changed the whole dynamic of gym battles which i actually found really interesting and they've kind of done a very similar thing this time around where they've kept that mm-hmm. principle which i quite like um Absolutely. but it's not gone down with 
well with a lot of people. Yes. But it has gone down well with a lot of people as well. So basically <laughs> the story is, as is I know that's weird, <laughs> but basically the story is that Pokemon Sword and Shield have been review bombed on Metacritic. Yes. And uh, some users have been posting zeros and some people have been posting tens to counteract that. Oh, gosh. This oh. is stupid. Mm-hmm. Look, if you don't like a game, don't like it. Yeah. You, you're, you're not entitled to like everything that comes out. Right. You Absolutely. Are, you are more than welcome to include your criticism of it. But remember, there is a team of people who have put yes. so many hours into this game. Absolutely. That actually, to, to go back and read all of this is very disheartening for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If you have genuine criticisms of it, absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with that but when you're going out and you're vehemently just protesting a game because apparently it looks last gen and all of that or they've upped the assets or or they've only just slightly up the 3ds assets and stuff like that which i will admit they kind of have done right but the turnaround on these kinds of games is not easy it really isn't and they split their team doing this between this and little town hero what do you expect right exactly which is another very hotly debated game as well yeah and the thing what's said is that little town hero looks really nice Mm -hmm. now this looks like it's running on the same engine it looks nice in certain aspects certain aspects don't look great i'm not gonna lie right but um yeah, it does look like they've reused some assets for it. It does look like they some of the animations are a little bit funny. And I'm not I'm not gonna go into it too much, but some of the moves haven't been animated at all, which yeah. is very disappointing. So yeah. uh one of the uh, I actually chose Score Bunny, so come at me, <laughs> internet, I don't care. Um so uh, one of the moves types. that I know, I know. I, I'm such a sucker for it as well. But to, to be fair, like I was very impressed with Score Bunny's evolution. I'm not going to go into it because that's yeah. a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but um, one of the moves that Score Bunny has is Double Kick, which uh, when it evolves into its next version, doesn't actually do the animation. It just hops on on the spot. Right. And it looks very strange. Mm-hmm. So th- they... A lot of people said, why didn't they just delay the game? They can't. It's right. not down to Game Freak to delay the game. It, what people don't seem to understand is that the Pokemon company are made up by three different companies, mm-hmm. um, which is Game Freak, Nintendo, and I can't remember the third one, but there is a third one in there. Yeah. They all have to collectively make the decision to delay a game. And bearing in mind that Pokemon is always out in October, November, no mm-hmm. matter what it is. Last year, we had Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee in November. Yeah. It's their time. That's when they release. So I don't I don't think they could have delayed the game. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Um, they've built up an expectation within the community. Uh, yep. And, you know, you can only... I mean, at least they're following through on that bit. You know. Mm. And it's a risk versus reward. Uh, let's say that they they did choose to delay the game. Um, I think a lot of the community would be more vocally upset about that uh, than, you know, what they're currently upset about. Yeah, Ag- agreed. But to be fair, 
you would usually only delay a game if it's broken. And yes. this is not broken. It runs. Yeah. It actually runs very well. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't. The only time that I've had a small bit of slowdown is when you're opening up your Rotom decks, and that's it. Right. When you catch a new Pokemon it. and it registers to the Pokedex, that's the only time it does slightly slow down. Yeah, and that's and that's not. Even, yeah, it's not even that big of a deal to mm-hmm. be honest. It's it's not the worst thing in the world, but a lot of the fans. I think we're still very upset about the National Pokedex situation that happened at E3. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's quite evident. Uh, there is a kind yeah. of vitriolic response about that. <laughs> Absolutely. I did have a point about this, though. Mm-hmm. I'm going to raise this. It might be wrong. It might be right. I don't know. But if you go somewhere in the world, and I'm going to use the real world as an analogy, Mm-hmm. Would you expect to see the same animals roaming around everywhere? Oh. See, now, this is a whole new region with whole new Pokemon. That, and yeah. some obvious forms are completely different, like they did with the Alone region. Mm-hmm. They've, got, they've got Galarian forms. Right, yes. Which are obvious different versions of common common animals or Pokemon that you'd see anywhere in the world. And the Galarian like the Meowth. The glaring like, mouth makes me laugh. Sorry. Oh, that is. Oh, I I didn't actually see that before the game came out, and I loved that. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, what the heck is this? He looks like an old man with a beard." Yes, yes. He's wicked. not fat. He just has a beard. I, I I loved it. I thought that was a great design. To be fair, uh, I love mouth. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. But yeah, that's my point. Really, are you mm-hmm. going to expect to see? 1,000 different Pokemon in this one region. If that was the case, they'd set every game in the in the one region, wouldn't they? Right. No, they go around the world. Mm-hmm. They have stuff that's unique to each region. Absolutely. So I can understand where the, the controversy comes in that people who've carried Pokemon across from all different generations want to be able to use them. But we're in the age of updates. Yes. This will probably be updated later down in the line. They we've got Pokemon Home coming next year. Mm-hmm. What makes you think that when they introduce that, they're not going to say, "Oh, by the way, we've added another two hundred. Right there, you go. Are you happy now? Yeah. People won't still be happy, no. I guess. No. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a very famous quote. Um, I'm not going to say who it's from because I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> there, I can't remember if it's Abraham Lincoln or uh, Barnum from Barnum and Bailey Circus, PT yep. Barnum. But it's uh, you can't please all the people all the time. Basically, okay. you can only please That's some very... of the people some of the time. Um, and I think we've tend to for, have forgotten that. Um, yeah. You know, thinking it's... that you know it's a demand culture almost now on demand culture you know please me now yeah exactly yeah a lot of people seem to forget that not everything everyone and i think yeah that is a very good point to be fair and i'm just going to go on record here and say that pt bond was a complete scumbag anyway yes i'm going to agree with you there <laughs> so, so anybody who wants to watch the greatest showman oh, that is gosh. filled with lies yeah, it is it is guys it is it's a yeah all right it's shiny and it's 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 nice but it's wrong and, <laughs> yeah he, thank you yeah he and uh thomas edison terrible people terrible they are very terrible people yeah 
but that's, that's for our that's for our other podcast inventors <laughs> and circus leaders of the yeah. 19th century <laughs> oh that's gonna be a fun one we could only ever talk about pt barnum yeah which it would it would just be the pt barnum hate cast yes there you go <laughs> All right, we'll uh, move on. I'm yeah. not going to keep hating on this situation. I just think it's it's one of those things. Come on, people! Like yeah. these people have spent hours upon hours creating this game for your enjoyment. Exactly. And yes, they they are welcome to have criticism. Oh, don't, absolutely! Don't be vicious about it. Is yeah. if you have a genuine criticism, fine. If someone wants to criticize my reviews, fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm not yeah. going to argue with it. Yeah, it's. The thing is, is a lot of people, and one of the things that really annoyed me about this situation is that IGN's review got particularly pointed out for this because the person is a staunch Pokemon fan. Okay, fine, whatever. I don't. That doesn't bother me. No. But she came. That she came out and said that people were being entitled and stuff like that, and people got really uppity about it. I, I don't understand it, but I, I'm not going to yeah. go into that one because. IGN are a, a very interesting outlet in their own right. They but... are. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that here before we get a lawsuit. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll move on very fast. Yes, yes. Got to go fast. <laughs> because that is where we're going with this. You've got to go fast and go check out the Sonic trailer. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So earlier on in the year... Um, Universal, was it Universal Pictures that brought this out? I believe it is, yeah. Okay. Well, they released the design of Sonic for the movie and it did not go down well. No, it got it memed not. very, very hard. Yes. Like a scary monster. It's quite enjoyable, the memes. <laughs> the, the memes were good. The memes, but, all the memes. But this week, they have released an updated trailer after they delayed the movie yeah uh, and sonic has been updated and yes. he at least looks like sonic he does that's very true so we got this new trailer that had a lot of nods so a lot of different stuff here so there was quite a lot of fan service in this trailer would you admit um yeah um i particularly yeah. green hill at the beginning yes uh and i also think that the fact that they brought the um was it the sonic x uh art director on as an yes, advisor they did. uh i think that is so evident in the yeah. trailer like and and that's absolutely you know i, I can applaud them for that I, I that you know that was a, a smart move on their part they should have done it beforehand but, <laughs> but they they definitely should have done yeah um but for me um i don't like his ears first of all <laughs> and um which is the dumbest thing but i can't help it uh at no, least... i'm not gonna i'm not gonna disagree with you actually <laughs> i didn't really think about the ears at all the ears bother me they're just not there's something wrong about them but that's yep. because it kind of speaks to the fact that traditionally sonic in a 3d platform has yep. never been great I know. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I I know there's going to be some diehard fans that are going to be like, I love everything Sonic has ever been involved in. No. (laughs) There's some real stinkers out there. You you Um, are going to get a lot of people to turn around and say, how dare you say that about Adventure Adventure 2? (laughs) 
No, Adventure uh, Adventure Two are broken. They're terrible. They're terrible guys. They they're they're they, terrible. They um, are bad, but they have got some amazing music. There. Oh, Sonic has always yeah. excelled in amazing music. That is what is so crazy to me is that yeah, exactly that. I don't think there's been a Sonic game. Well, okay, there's been a couple. Um, uh, oh, I can't even remember, but there's been a couple of stinkers with the soundtrack. But overall, <coughs> they are Sonic usually Forces. Hmm? Sonic Forces. You know what? I think that's the one I'm thinking of. What it has the weird uh, uh, jazzy like horn mm. but it's not real horns um, that's really weird yeah yeah it's it's a weird thing um but overall they're normally known for having good music yeah but that's kind yeah, of they're... yeah whereas but sonic in 3d um yeah as a character has never really done as well um, no, absolutely not. Everyone always remembers 2D Sonic. Yeah. And, and that's obviously that's why we had games. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we had generations as mm -hmm. sort of like a yes. oh okay, so you want you want classic Sonic, but you want modern Sonic too. Yes. I didn't want modern Sonic. No, but I, I quite enjoyed it. that aspect of it in generations. Mm -hmm. No, I like that. I think they knew what they were doing. Um, yeah. and uh but with this trailer we kind of spoke a bit about it off air and yeah, and I did. and I still very much agree with it like when it was the bad design my interest was peaked shall we say um me too because I like terrible movies like I'm a big fan of B movies um yeah my favorite is movies that are terrible that don't know they're terrible like um, the room yes exactly like they're just they think they're being so serious and everything, and it's just terribleness. Well, Sonic yeah. was going that direction, so I kind of was like, ooh. Yeah. Now, again, my opinion, but now it's very kind of generic, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, I appreciate the nods, and <laughs> I, saw, I saw a meme online where it was like, uh, you know, the new Sonic movie, uh, proving that bullying works. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, that is a, uh, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> and, um, okay. Yeah. But, um, but overall for me, it's too generic and, and I don't like yeah. his ears. <laughs> I, okay. I'm not, I'm not weighing into this one at all. <laughs> apart from the fact that I've, I probably would agree with you to certain dis And his eyes are sense. really wet. I'm just saying. I think they're going... That's an odd criticism. No, I, I know. I think they're going for that anime, you know, sad puppy look, um, which is, you know, yeah. it's a very old trope in, in anime movies. I think that's yep. what they're going for, but they, his eyes are just so wet all the time in this trailer. They're, yeah, <laughs> they are. They're a bit strange, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, yeah, so so for me, it's, it's, it's a generic feel. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of good references in there. Yes. I did particularly like the, uh, the Hilltop Zone uh, ping pong table, yes. which was quite cool. Yeah. Um, seems a bit weird that he's come from Green Hill uh, in his world to a human Green Hill. Bit, bit strange, I'm not going to lie. So yeah. it's interdimensional travel here we're going to be talking about, which is very odd. Yes. Um, I think Jim Carrey is going to absolutely knock this out of the park as Robotnik. I want him to so bad. Um, 
probably like most of us, and I'm going to just jump the gun and say you as well, Jim Carrey and our childhood was the funniest thing alive. <laughs> Too right. I mean, and, oh my gosh. Uh, um, you know, the Ace Ventura, uh, yep. you know, Ace Ventura 2 even. <laughs> I, I love Ace Ventura 2, despite I, I it's did. not being as good as the first. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, the mask, I mean, all that stuff is panned now. Um, I hate the mask. I, I always really? hated it. Oh, I always gosh. hated it. You know what's funny is <laughs> now that you've said that, your uh your 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 Discord name will say, I won't give it out, but yeah. um it always makes me think of Cuban Pete. So every time <laughs> I see it, <laughs> Cuban Pete plays in my head. So Nice. <laughs> so I, I, I find that funny. There was a couple of good moments in the mask where he's given his Oscar speech. That is quite funny, to be yeah. fair. I just love that over-the-top campiness. And then I think we've mentioned it before on the show. I know we talked about it uh, between ourselves, yeah. which is all of these comedians that we loved, for some reason, they're so bent on becoming dramatic actors. And, yeah. you know, that's great for them and whatever zen they're trying to achieve. But what about yeah. us? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'll go out on a limb here that Jim Carrey doing dramatic performances only worked in a couple of movies. It, because it did, yeah. films like I Love You, Philip Morris were not very good. I, I just come didn't, at me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, I didn't feel yeah. that. I didn't feel twenty three. Um, you know. Oh, the number twenty three. That yeah. was weird. That was a weird one. Um, yeah. And one of movie that I like that is constantly panned, but I like the movie, I just don't like his role yeah. in it, is The uh, the Spotless Mind. Um, I, one. oh my God, I've only watched that once, and Jesus, I did not enjoy it. It's, it's, it's difficult, <laughs> it's yeah. disjointed, um, and it's weirdly funny and comical in places, because yeah. weirdly all the actors uh, are comedians, all the background yeah, actors. I mean um yeah like all of them and so that's kind of weird um but as a concept mm. i really enjoyed it because okay. i can relate to it but jim carrey in that movie i did not like i don't that's totally fair yeah totally fair. and also um, in um uh please, please truman show well, that uh, that's one of the very few where his dramatic role is fantastic. His dramatic role, I think that's what, I mean, I, I can't speak for him, obviously. I think by doing Truman Show and everyone being like, oh, wow, you know, he's got some acting chops. Um, he, he, yeah, exactly. I think that must have spurned him to go, oh, I'll make more dramatic films or whatever. But I yeah. want rubber face uh, uh, over the Impairing. top. Jim Carrey that we grew up with. And so, long story short, I'm hoping that Robotnik is his chance to do that again. I I really hope he's going to channel his inner cable guy. Yes! Oh, gosh. Now, see? It, I can't believe that was the film that nearly ruined his six. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's weird because he's... Okay... <laughs> Welcome to our film talk podcast. I know it's our Jim Carrey fan cast. Um, <laughs> I liked Cable Guy. Uh, I love it. It's always very, did. Yeah, it's very repeatable. I love films that I can just quote from. Uh, that's just yeah. my personality. Um, by the same token, me, myself, and Irene was terrible. Oh, my day. 
I hated that film. And it grossed me out. It's got some really funny moments in it, to be fair. Um, I I think the fact that his kids, like the adoptive kids, is one of the funniest things about that movie. Yeah, and um, the the, the smaller actors' uh, moments are quite funny. But there's yeah, some are. really disturbing, but not in the fun way that I like to disturb people that I just, I yeah. just couldn't get on board with. And then I just felt feel like it kind of went downhill until he did Lemmy yeah. Snicket, which is almost him trying to recapture that. But he never yeah. quite got the old over the topness. <laughs> no, they that's didn't. not a word, but. <laughs> Um, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I don't know yeah. where you're going with that. So I'm hoping Robotnik is going to be his return to just over-the-top, massively expressive, just hilarious. I mean, okay, yep. my favorite movie of all time, uh, mm. well, it's been superseded this year by the movie we've talked about previously. Okay. But up until then, my absolute favorite movie of all time is Dumb and Dumber. Oh. <laughs> Oh dear! People oh, don't dear. understand that, and I know that I, I get it. I do love that film, though. I love it so much. It has the exact balance of over-the-top uh, bathroom cringe. humor that is yes, the cringe. That's the word I'm looking for. The cringe that I love so much, and it's almost all ad-libbed, which is like, yeah. oh, I just, oh. and their it, chemistry it, together is so good. It's amazing to think that Jeff Daniels was a actual dramatic actor yes. before that point. Um, it's so weird. I remember I watched that movie in the theater with my mother, who luckily had the same kind of oh crude sense of humor that goodness. I I have. She she you know she that's she's the one that introduced me to it. I would think, but yeah. um, uh, but she was shocked to find out afterwards that that was Jeff Daniels because she had known him from the like seventies. I think the rose the purple rose of Cairo. Yep. where he was this handsome very you know yeah uh, the, just the the leading man and she was like no way that can't be the same guy so it's just oh oh it uh, is because yeah you know, in that same year he also did speed <laughs> yeah. which i mean is kind of a dramatic role in his sense because yeah. he gets absolutely destroyed in that film absolutely oh my gosh yeah, yeah so Robotnik, please, please be over the top yeah. and and rubber faced. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I have only I have only one wish for this. Mm-hmm. If he if he's not gonna start singing, don't you want somebody to love? Then I'm 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 walking out of the cinema. Because if he, oh. I want him to do that like he did in Cable Guy, that was yes. so that whole scene is absolutely hilarious. He ruined that song for me, but in the best way. <laughs> yeah, because now I can't hear it no. any other way. Yeah. And oh gosh, yeah. And even if I like, because I love karaoke, <laughs> so even if I do that, I do it with his crazy, you know, twist oh, on the, it. The extended, yeah, the yeah. old extended lip quibble and all yes, that sort of. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. God, oh, Jim Carrey, be funny again. We need you. <laughs> we do. We, we need you in do. these dark times. But yeah, long and short of that discussion, <laughs> at least Robotnik looks great. Yeah. And to be honest, I will give it a chance based on Robotnik, which is weird. It's a weird thing to say if yeah. you know if you know anything about you know Sonic and and his legacy and yeah. everything. It's weird to like you'd never pick a Sonic game based on Robotnik. Um, no, you don't. No, um, but. 
if Robotnik's good, I will go to this movie in theaters rather than wait. Um, I, I'll be watching it anyway. Well, that's very good. Good, you can do a review. <laughs> I will do a review. Because I'll be very excited to know. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So Yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to go on with it, really. Yeah. So, well, we'll move on. We'll moving move on, on to our next topic, a very brief topic. Um, yep. I said topic. I meant segment. I am hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll let you off this time. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but it is our You Got This segment, which is yep. a very quick little, uh, no more than two minute segment we do every week um, yep. with a little positive affirmation and tiny life lesson. Um, and this week's is uh, The Art of Saying No, which is is something that yeah i think a lot of us struggle with it um up until i began to open my own businesses um i worked for corporates uh corporations um and in that i'm very ambitious young lady and i would take on anything they handed me you know to to move forward and move ahead um and eventually I became the one who would not ever say no. Um, but what that... That's the sort of thing that can be exploited very exactly. easily as well. Exactly. Um, so you kind of become a robot almost. Um, mm. And then your sense of self no longer really exists because all you're doing is other things that people have asked you to do. Um, yeah. Now that not is not necessarily always in work. That can also be in your personal life. You know, if you're very social, um, and yeah. or even if you're not very social but have a hard time saying no. Um, yeah. But I think that in life, as as you get older, as I've done, um, <laughs> you have okay, to, boomer. <laughs> um, you have to uh, learn to say no. Once you do, once you say that little word, that little two-letter word, um, yep. you feel such a sense of power. Um, yeah. Yeah, because suddenly you're in control. Um, no, I I won't be available for that, you know, or no, I won't be able to do that for you. You don't have to be rude. Yeah. You know, it can no, be very polite. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, people, people seem to misconstrue that uh, idea that a no is ultimately like the worst thing in the world it's not yes i mean we we've done things where we've sh- probably should have said no i mean Absolutely. uh taking on taking on reviews when you've already been bogged down with yes. two or three and you just go yeah i'll do that and then you realize oh christ what have i done yeah you know saying no is important for your own mental state for you know really because mm-hmm. if you take too many projects on or if you keep doing things when are you ever really going to get any time for yourself and to rest absolutely they are important yes so as you go out through this week um you know if if you've never been one to say no because you don't want to rock the boat you don't want to upset anyone just try it on something small you know if someone's like oh uh you know do you want a cup of coffee but you don't at that moment you know i'd say oh no thank you yeah yeah it's quite start start easy easy. start yeah exactly um Something in a social aspect where they go like like for you yesterday you might have oh let's go down to the pub for twelve hours <laughs> no yes I should have 
should have put a no in there, um, especially when the waiter <laughs> yeah. for his fourth or fifth time said, oh, do you want another drink? I should have said no. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's your own fault. That is. That's because well, see, exactly. I didn't take my power, as they said. <laughs> it, it's fine. I mean, like uh, you said, it's just the small things, you yeah, know. Yeah, start small. Where... You know, oh, do you want a cup of coffee? Like you said, oh, no, thank you. I don't yeah. fancy one at this time. Or, exactly. um, oh, do you, you know, oh, I've got tickets to go here and someone's dropped out. Do you want to go? And you don't like that particular thing that they wanted to do. Just yeah. say no. Yeah. Like you don't have to sense. please everybody. <laughs> <laughs> did I, you just mention Little Mix? I there? did. <laughs> I was waiting to see when it registered. What? Where the heck did that come from? <laughs> really big over here. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would gladly say no to Little Mix. I, I I have had to say no uh, twice because um, they don't they're not my thing. And yes, uh, of course you worry that it might come across rude, but I would not have yeah. enjoyed it. So you know, yeah, like you struggling through something that you're not going to enjoy is ultimately. Oh, no worse because that's not going to do anything no. for your your, your well being at absolutely. all. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Try try small, and remember, yeah. you've got this. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. You've you have. That's one of the things that I think you should definitely do. You should learn to say, um, learn to say no from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to disappoint people at all. Oh, I'm. Gosh, people um i've had to say no to lots of concerts over the time and yeah. particularly things i'm not that overly interested in about. Yeah. Uh, i'm gonna mention one that i should have uh-huh. said no to was evanescence <laughs> oh oh gosh i can't even imagine them live i know we're going off topic uh, but i can't help it so, <laughs> did, yeah. so what was what was it like live terrible was it screechy uh, to be fair <laughs> Uh, yeah, there was lots of females in yeah. the audience all screeching, and yeah. I only like one of their songs, which is My Immortal, and yeah, that's not that's, even yeah. to be. That has a special place uh, in my heart, um, but outside of that, well, okay, I like the duet that the chick did with her ex-boyfriend, the Broken. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I liked his band. It was okay. But, yeah, okay. I mean, it was of its time. It was very, yeah, I was kind of emo. <laughs> Of course you were. I really was. I'm still never, emo. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I never got into emo to be honest. Oh. I was more. I was more raucous metal. Oh gosh, of course. Oh. Uh, I, I've sort of. Uh, I've sort of become like a bit more of a hippie in time in sense <laughs> respect because I because I listen to things you know prog rock. Oh well, things. hey, I do love some prog rock now. Prog, yeah. prog rock's amazing. It's yeah. it, it's like going on a trip without actually taking the drugs. Well, see, you're not wrong, and I think I've mentioned this before, but um, because I'm on the spectrum, I have this very interesting aspect called synesthesia, yeah. which means I see colors. And prog rock oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Prog rock makes some of the best colors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. I told you about a story, but I can't reinforce on here because it's very rude and very oh. <laughs> Of a particular, you know, not safe for work. Yes. So I'm not going to mention it, um, but that was particularly interesting. Yeah. Having a having a day where I'd listened to Pink Floyd for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
miss those days. Anyway. Me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> move on. Yes. But remember, you got this, uh, you know, just just start out small. Um, because That's I, too, I'm, I'm a big time people pleaser. I love making mm. people happy. Um, yeah. Bringing a smile to someone's face is better than just about anything. Uh, I yeah, can imagine. Exactly. But sometimes you got to bring a smile to your own face. Um, you got to bring it to your own life. Yeah. And sometimes that starts with saying no. So, there you go. yeah, you got this. And we're going to move on to our next topic. Which, which I, is about saying no, actually. I, I fully intended you intended that you were going to go, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, go ahead. So, yes, our next topic. So we are actually going to talk about as our topic this time around, mm. pre-order culture in gaming. Yes. Now... I've always wanted to talk about this in quite a critical light. So I've, uh, when you brought this to me, I was I was hopping at this and going, <laughs> yes, finally, I get yeah. to talk about this in an official capacity. Now, I'm, I'm going to say here, I'm of the camp that pre-ordering is absolutely pointless. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. it's a very niche game. Oh, very interesting take. I hadn't thought of that. Look, there are games out there, you know, things like I'm looking at my shelf at the moment, Mm -hmm. things like Steins Gate, some of the Persona games over the years have been particularly niche. That's very true. I I wouldn't pre-order a game if I knew it was going to be a multi-seller, so things like Pokemon. Right. I wouldn't wouldn't pre-order a game like that because it is an utter waste of time because you know they're only doing... Uh, pre-order bonuses to try and increase their numbers for later on down the line mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and uh, you did actually send me a really interesting article that stated about um, pre-order culture and how um, sales are critical for pre-order pipelines yes um, so did you want to go into that a little bit well that that's kind of my my stance is always it's almost always going to be twofold um, in probably yeah. anything, um, because yeah. as a fan, as a game player, as you know, as one of the masses, I'm very against uh, you know pre-sales. Except for kind of what you said, I never had actually thought of that. But you're right. The smaller titles, games, I know yeah. that they depend on those pre-sales, um, yes, or pre-order. And um, so yeah, I I you know okay, I can get an affinity there you know if i have an affinity for it i can put money yeah. up. as a business person i mm. am so into pre-sales <laughs> really yeah yeah I, um, I suppose from the business aspect yeah that yeah does actually now this is purely coming from a business aspect um yeah. because even what i do is i my my business is i print very niche uh types of things um just not your run-of-the-mill type thing and generally what i'll do is i'll get in samples of whatever crazy idea i have uh do a video a lot yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> i'll do a video uh usually not always you know but the, if the video hits <laughs> it hits really well um and yep. then i get the pre-orders in which allows me to buy stock in and then to bring stock in and then um then create and mail out um so from a business model it's really nice um yeah, yeah. especially for full, for small businesses exactly. i think it's definitely something that would make a lot more sense because at least then you are 
aren't overspending on the supplies that you need to get. Right. And then being it's... left with this back stock of, of yes. stuff that you won't shift. Because in a small business, every penny counts. Just every penny. Um, and yeah. Yeah, and the worst thing in the world, especially as I'm mostly print on demand, I wouldn't say I'm 100% print on demand, but mostly print on demand, I can't yep. have extra stock sitting around. That's just wasted money. Um, exactly. Yeah, so for me, as a business person, pre-sales are great. As a fan and a game player, I think they're predatory and terrible. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, especially yeah. big big companies yes, who yes. particularly lock off certain things to for a pre-order bonus yeah i don't agree with that whatsoever i mean companies like activision have been known for many yeah. many years to do things like that like say with a call of duty game they'll go oh we'll lock this off for a pre-order bonus mm -hmm. oh you get an extra gun or you get this many credits on your in-game loot system and it's like oh no I, no. Yeah, I I hate that. I hate um, well, there there's two aspects of it that I hate, but particularly uh, coming up as um, you know, I didn't always have money, and yeah. I've always loved video games, and video games go through periods where they're extremely expensive. Um, yeah, and I'd say right now we're kind of in one of those, um, but before I'm trying to think even. Um, well, there'd be different different games that I'd be into. And uh, like yep. I said before, in America, we have uh, GameStop. And Ugh, GameStop are one of the worst for the it. They're the worst for it. And so they were like, oh, if you pre-order this game, I want to say it was Borderlands. Always feel free out there, listeners, to correct me if I'm wrong. I am yep. happy to be corrected. I'd rather be we corrected. Don't, we don't get all the information correct all of the time. Right, yeah. Um, unfortunately, we're not. We don't have encyclopedias in our heads yet. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but uh, that makes me want to go off on um, <laughs> the AI Stick. tips that. <laughs> yeah. To the okay. Um, <laughs> See, <laughs> I've got to rein you That's in on you, this. Yes, exactly. That is what you do. Keep me, keep me focused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, GameStop, the worst for pre-order uh, sales. And I, I do want to say it, it, it was Borderlands where if you if you bought the game, you would get a, uh, a special set of armor and a gun yeah. that you couldn't get Ugh. anywhere else. And oh, great. They probably released that as DLC like about three months or six months down the line well, anyway. See, but that, that's actually the problem is that they didn't always release it as DLC. Sometimes it was so exclusive, you had that yeah. window of opportunity to get it. I'm a somewhat of a completist, um, just yeah. in general, oh. just in life. Uh, yeah. Mm. And um, I, I like collections. I like obsessively completing collections. Um, yep which is why I'm glad my comic book collection is now digital because I was running out of room, <laughs> but... No surprise. Yeah, um, but that meant that my opportunity to get, you know, exclusive uh, guns or, ammo, or armor um, yeah. just evaporated. And I hated that because these were games that I really, really... I think Fallout had Fallout 3 had an exclusive GameStop uh I'm pretty certain it did. I, I yeah, it did actually, and uh, probably um, Oblivion as well, since they were that same time period. 
And yeah. uh, I remember just being very, you know, very disappointed. I couldn't complete this, you know, game that I was passionate about because I missed the window of a pre-order. Um, because yeah. I, I tend to, at that time, I had to wait for games to come down in price. I could not afford first day releases. Um, no. No, there, there was no way. Um, so I do feel as a game fan, um, pre-order culture is predatory very much i would i would agree with you okay. um i remember there was a controversy about this with street fighter 5 and mm, surprise yes. surprise i've brought street fighter 5 <laughs> up again no surprises that one there. Bingo. i was gonna say yeah. i think yep we're three episodes in a row <laughs> yeah Yep. Yeah, definitely. So yep. one of the things that annoyed me the most about Street Fighter V, apart from its incredible monetization, mm -hmm. stupid, yeah. was the fact that four of the most recognized characters had costumes that were locked off to different retailers. So I think the yeah. four retailers were Best Buy, GameStop, mm -hmm. Amazon, and there was one other. But I wanted to go and buy the game and get one of the costumes right. for it, which was the hot guy Ryu. Mm-hmm, yes. Or, or Ryu, if you yeah. want to uh, be correct. Right. Uh, it means uh, sorry. I, yes, it does. <laughs> that's why he, That's why he's got a move called Dragon Punch. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, I, I, I've ruined my credibility there by calling him Ryu. Yeah. So sorry, I've Ryu. Uh, yes. <laughs> I've actually heard people call it Ru, which is weird. Uh, yeah, I'm... Again, correct us, listeners, but I'm pretty sure the Japanese yeah. is Ryu. So it is Ryu. Yeah, yeah it is Ryu because it's uh, in Street Fighter Two, the movie, the animated movie, does say Ryu. Also, the karate I took was called Ishin Ryu, so uh, <laughs> which uh, means Dragon Fist. Quick, <laughs> quick, quick pop quiz here: Do you happen to know what the um, what the martial art that um, Ryu and Ken actually do? I I have read that before and no I cannot remember but yes I I have read it. Uh... It's called Shotokan. Ah, Shotokan, of course. It's a very yeah. It's kind of, it's based off karate and mm. antatsuken. Yes, that is correct. Um, and it, yes, it really... I know I know my law. You do. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I, that's we need to talk about lore in another episode. As yeah, well. yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah, they had costumes for. One of them was Cammy, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, she had a battle costume, which actually was really nice. To be fair, it was one of her best costumes. Really, I like um, her. Um, I like her original. Uh, yeah, her, her well. original is awesome. Yeah. To be fair, I I, I that, have the cosplay for her. So. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm, I'm quite, I wonder how that leotard even stays on. <laughs> um, do you really want to know? <laughs> No, I don't actually, because I imagine there's a lot of annoying uh, awkwardness with there that. There are snaps and buttons, yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, one of the other ones, who was it? Was I think one of them's Nakali, which was the one of the new characters. I was going to say game. I don't recognise, so it had to be yeah. Yeah, he was. I apart from Bison, he was one of the villains. In oh right, okay, okay. Uh, the story mode was very strange for that, so I don't even know what he even is. To be fair, yeah, he's like an ancient ancient being from like a tribe or something and yeah, yeah very Street weird he can, uh, <laughs> yeah he can dissolve himself into mud which is really oh. strange yeah um, exactly exactly that's, um and yeah. the other costume was chun li oh okay. so another so no another staple yeah 
Yeah. And that was also one of her best costumes as well. Ah, I love Chun Li. Yeah, so they yeah. Especially so on uh, uh, if on the PlayStation, uh if you put her on Turbo. Um Oh god. Then you just oh, beat god. everyone. She, <laughs> she was literally like on speed. I loved it so much. I beat everyone. Anyone that played yeah, that- <laughs> and they called me a cheater. I can't imagine why. That's literally because you just stick the turbo up to the yep. very top and just mash the kick button constantly. Yep. It's like lightning legs for days. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, I know. Can't, I've been there. I can't imagine why people stop playing with me. <laughs> um, well, the only way that I would counteract that is by picking E Honda and doing that, 100 hand slaps. That is exactly the one that would. Uh, but you'd have to catch it just right on the right timing and then yeah e honda just yeah because to be fair yeah well to be fair uh chun li did have a slight bit more range than e honda yes that would be it out most of the time so you'd have to wait for chun li to actually throw the legs out you'd have to yeah yeah so yeah i've played enough super turbo for a lifetime and and more the best uh best version for me personally but yes continue (laughs) agree so i mean they had those costumes yeah. egregiously taken out of the game and put into Ugh. different retailers so anybody who wanted those would like just go all right i'm not gonna go and buy the game four times yeah. to go and get these costumes mm. no i'm not gonna do that no so they did i don't even think they released them as dlc either right there was a time when that just happened nobody you missed your opportunity yeah exactly yeah. I managed to get it. I don't know how I managed I to get say, it. Got it. I mean, those are all American companies too. So... Yeah, we we had it for Amazon. I think ah, right. one okay. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Game had one of them here, but we didn't get a lot of them, so we never right. even got. Which is strange because Cammy's English, and we never even got her That's... costume on uh, in our retailers. That is a very good point. Yeah. Damn you! Damn you, Capcom. <laughs> Uh, for real though uh. <laughs> yeah I, I would say that actually capcom were one of the worst mm-hmm. um one of the worst for it because yeah. um one of the uh, this is sort of going off a little bit of a tangent to do with dlc and stuff like that but um pre-order culture obviously in terms of games is does sort of entail DLC, things to be sure. added up to the dlc for yeah. later development Absolutely. and one of the worst instances that capcom ever got away with it or never did get away with it actually was uh street fighter cross tekken mm-hmm. where all 12 dlc characters were on the disc oh, yes oh i remember that yeah. jesus christ yeah that's that, that yeah oh that was uh, what the, were they thinking that's the thing that was the first time i found out uh that dlc uh was usually shipped on the disc and what you were yeah. actually buying was an unlock code and i just remember being just raging out over that um, yeah because i think even um even the horse armor the infamous horse armor for uh oh, Oblivion was God. on the disc of um, course it was yeah or this at least it was on the pc the version yeah, this is around about the time where Bethesda were really getting to be Ugh. quite dirty with their uh, yeah. with their pre-order bonuses and stuff like that. I do remember a lot of horrible stuff that they've done in the years. We definitely need to talk about DLC because uh, Fallout Three and uh, not Fallout Three, Fallout Four has the uh, wonderful um, creator studio thing. And oh, the creator studio was one of the worst terrible. things I ever heard about. It's terrible. Oh my gosh, it's just awful. 
Um, I think that's now been topped by the Atom Shop in 76. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, we did Bethesda again. Make sure to mark your bingo cards. Yep. <laughs> I-, I wanted to note that down earlier, but I-, I thought I'd leave it and just see if you sort of picked up on it. Yes. Well, it took this long because I'm hungover. But... <laughs> exactly but um yes so ultimately um and i do have just one more thing to add to the the pre-order culture is that um Mm -hmm. don't forget listeners that uh companies the big companies they use a lot of those numbers those pre-ordered numbers to bump up their own sales numbers um yes and they they won't because why would you they won't subtract uh you know like if they had to give a refund so you know yeah, it, they, if, they, they won't. yeah if they sold two million units but had to refund one million they're still gonna say we pre-ordered oh, we or pre-sold two million units you know so yeah and uh, there's there is one interesting part of the debate as well is that um sold copies and mm. sold on copies are two entirely yes. separate things yes. so selling to they only count the selling to retailers that's right as their sales numbers they never count actual physical sales because what retailers will have to do is they will have to put down a certain x amount of stock Mm -hmm. that they want of that particular game that's right so companies like activision blizzard um even though they're the same entity now yeah um uh, they still kind of operate separately in that respect but bethesda they all all look at sold units to retailers Mm -hmm. as their sales numbers um there aren't many occasions where they do go this is the actual sold on amount that we have shifted right um i also want to add just as a behind the scenes um because of my many things i've done uh, i'm also a a published writer but um, yeah yeah, but that also is true for bookshops as well. So when you're yeah. uh, you're seeing, you know, New York bestseller, kind of the same if you see a bestseller video game, it's not because yeah. you bought that book. It's because uh, they managed to convince the uh, bookshops, booksellers, yeah. to purchase a large amount on their behalf. So exactly, don't always trust charts. Um, you know, no, um, they're not really reflective. That- that's where the charts are getting a lot better better nowadays is they because digital are encompassing yeah yeah they are encompassing digital sales which are actual physical sales mm-hmm. now absolutely um but um a lot of the sales uh the mpd stuff from over here does not include sold on mm-hmm. units which is really strange yeah um but you should always take that into account if uh if a company like activision turns around and says oh we've sold x amount of the new call of duty game mm-hmm. they yes. never funnily enough they never actually state their physical numbers they only state how much it's made yeah um it, that's the interesting thing and i'm gonna say something controversial here mark your bingo cards um <laughs> but call of duty and fifa as well um again bear in mind they're always the top sellers yeah, uh, always. Always. They managed to they managed to get in those non-gamer people to right. purchase their games every year. But always remember that those purchases were made by the game shops themselves. Um, yes, they were. And which is because honestly, I can have ten gamer friends. 
Um, maybe three played FIFA and maybe two played Call of Duty. Um, I actually don't run into a lot of people who, well, they may play Call of Duty on its first day release. Yeah. And then they're just done. You know, yeah, I so. I know a lot of people who play Call of Duty just for the story, and that's it. Well, so, so a lot of people got very annoyed that Black Ops Four didn't well, have a story mode to it. That's where I jumped off of the Call of Duty train because I actually like. Yes, I love multiplayer shoot 'em ups because I just do. Um, but yeah. I really like story mode um, campaigns and story mode uh, in any yeah. uh, military game. Oh, God. That's why I've said it before, but uh, Bad Company and Bad Company Two, oh, they are great. I love them. I just, oh yeah, ah, main stories are great. But anyway, so yes, we <laughs> we have definitely rambled about that topic more than enough. But I thought it was really interesting because you, yeah. me, me as a consumer and you as a business mm-hmm. person, you have two kind of different perspectives on that one. Absolutely, um, and you know that that reminds me, uh, you know, listeners, you are always always encouraged to you know let us know how you feel um you know whether it's on twitter or our website uh which we will give all that information at the end but i am so interested to see other people's points of view um i I just love information (laughs) yeah i mean i know there are people out there who absolutely love to pre-order stuff Mm -hmm. just to make sure that they don't miss out and it's yeah it's one of those things that is it's one of those things they say is the fear of missing out or FOMO. Yes. Is now a very, very big thing that people talk about. And companies are now starting to exploit that a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think they very much are. Um, Yeah. Uh, Not to mention it again, but like for the last, you know, 20, 30 years, a lot of advertising has been for the baby boomers um, or boomers as we call them now because they had the money. Um, Yeah. They exactly. controlled everything. Uh, but now as they're going into retirement age and Gen Xers and uh, millennials are coming up. Yeah, uh, we're now the ones with we're the, the money. targeted. Yeah, exactly. So they're targeting us. And what is the thing that is big on us? And that is fear of missing out. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're really they're really pushing that aspect of it. Yeah. They know that people are gonna be sitting there on the internet you know forums twitter exactly. social media of any sort of respect and talk even just talking about a game a movie or anything like that, people go yeah. oh damn i don't want to miss out on that i mean exactly i managed to just about skip it with death stranding i got close to buying it because i didn't want to miss out on it but i, I didn't didn't do the same with pokemon because i was genuinely excited yeah about that that's those. yeah that would definitely your uh your uh strong suit um, but you know, that actually reminded me of another little behind the scenes thing. Um, yep. my entire adult life, I've worked in marketing and advertising. Um, well, that's always useful. Yeah. And it actually is. You learn a lot of stuff, but yeah, one company I worked for, um, I can't mention them, but I will just say that they sell groceries. Um, <laughs> they, uh, uh, I'm not going to mention them, but they, do they begin with a W and end in art <laughs> uh, i wished i could have got their campaign oh yeah but this is the <laughs> same i would say it's uh, they're very parallel um but in our advertising meetings um like i said we our primary target audience was baby boomers um, which is mm-hmm. what they've always been called that's not an insult that's what's weird to me um no it, anyone that was born before that it uh 1960 
for is technically yes. known as a baby boomer. Right, and it's it not between that 1945. Yeah, 1945 to 1964, and they were called baby boomers because it was right after the the big war, World War Two. Everybody yep. got laid, and all the ladies got pregnant. So there's a right. huge uptick in the population, and that's, um, because, that's because all the ladies wanted to ha- have have babies with uh, war heroes. Exactly, they come home in their uniforms. I'm just saying. But um, so what they then became known as as they aged um, was also the U generation. Uh, yeah. So baby boomers are also known as the U generation. Uh, George Carlin has a great bit on it. If you ever want to get your parents back for talking about lazy millennials, yeah, go look yep. up George Carlin and baby boomers. It's fabulous. But so in marketing, we were then told uh, to advertise to baby boomers, everything had to be you focused. You know, this yeah. is for you. Uh, you know, try out this new product for you. Like every one of our taglines had the word you in it. Um, yeah. And then so now that generation is fading um, into the yep. sunset. Our, you know, Gen X and, uh, you know, millennials are coming up. Um, and it is, it's, it's definitely changed to FOMO. And they push it really hard behind the scenes. So having said that, definitely be aware, even going back to pre-order, you're not going to miss out, guys. You're not. It's it's a marketing ploy. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Just 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 hold your horses (laughs) and uh, prices will come down. And honestly, um, I haven't seen a lot of DLC that is exclusive anymore, like exclusively exclusive. It'll no. usually pop up a few months later. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you say about games will usually go down in price. They yes. do. I mean mm-hmm. some I mean look at Fallout seventy six to mention them again. <laughs> yes. Um that game went down in price a week after it came out. Yeah. Oh god. Um, oh. The only instance it doesn't actually happen is nintendo nintendo yes. games never ever depreciate in value i was just talking to someone yesterday about uh pokemon well sword uh, not sword and shield the the sun and moon they, still expensive still expensive they couldn't afford it you know three years ago when it came out because they're kids yeah uh now they're a little mm-hmm. older but they're like it's still the same like price it hasn't come down and now no, sword and shield is yeah. out and it's just like how am i gonna balance all this um i know i I had the same situation yeah. when I was looking to pick up a lot of the old back catalog of the Pokemon games that I'd missed out on. Yeah. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire is still like 25 to 30 pounds, yes. like yeah. pre-owned. And that is just yes. crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, so here's hoping that Nintendo with their next uh, iteration maybe follows Xbox with the Game Pass. Um, I I hope so. I also hope that we get xCloud on the Switch, because that would be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe in the future, fingers crossed. Because yeah. that is something I hate. I don't think that gaming should ever be... Um, well, there should never be gatekeeping in gaming. Um, but I... Never. I think it should be available. Uh, yes, okay, yes. You have to make money as a business. You have to make money. But... Yeah you know let some time go by and let the people that can't quite get it on first day have a chance um yeah outer worlds is actually uh dropped now to 20 uh it was oh i might be i definitely might pick that up now yeah check cdts 
otherwise. Yeah. And Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's that's like my go-to thing. Always check CD keys first. But um... yeah, to be fair, last Christmas I actually oh, yeah. um, I used CD keys for the first mm-hmm. time because I managed. To, I didn't get a great discount on it, but I did get some discounts on Super Mario Party and Celeste. From yeah. There. Oh yeah, they would have done uh, a good deal on Celeste. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're not always going to get a great savings, but sometimes you get some really good savings. Uh, so always keep yeah. your 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 eyes on that um yeah okay so uh, yeah like i said i think we've rambled about <laughs> yeah. that topic for more than enough i think we hit about five topics in one but <laughs> it was good though oh, you know always though good. listeners always if so, there's a topic you want to hear us discuss um always you know send it over to us um we'll do it yeah can be obscure we'll or anything we love talking yeah we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll take some topics from you guys if you Absolutely. want to hear us talking about anything we'll give you all the contact info at the end of the show yes so we have got some questions well one specifically yes which is probably uh, good this week <laughs> yeah but it, yeah for your uh yeah your sense of your brain <laughs> resting My and all that sort alcohol still alcohol uh pickled brain <laughs> Yes. Well, this this is your brain. This is your brain on alcohol. <laughs> it's a pickle. <laughs> yeah. The, I do remember that that advert. Oh, that gosh. This, is, this is your brain and this is your brain on drugs. Yeah. Uh, if you want, that was so if, funny. If you want some nostalgia and you're Gen X millennial, go look up, <laughs> excuse me, 90s drug ads, drug PSAs. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my God. They're so funny. I have forgot, like, that. I remember watching them as uh, being younger, watching them going, these are stupid. Now watching them, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. One of the ones that I always found really funny, I think this is your user submitted one. I can't really watch it because it's got spiders in it. Oh. But they, oh. Administer, different, they administer different drugs to spiders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, I'll try and find it and send it to you after. That, I like, see, I like funny. that kind of stuff. I, I will sometimes, oh God, we're really off topic, but that's okay. Um, I, <laughs> I will sometimes watch those, uh, the old, old, like, uh, Housewife Tries LSD uh, YouTube oh, videos gosh. from the 60s. They're, they're really I'm funny. fascinated by that. <laughs> they're, they're utterly hilarious. But yes, we, we will go on to listener questions. Okay. So... I didn't put it down in the doc, but I know who asked this question. This one comes courtesy of Mike again. Ah. So at 2D Mike 3D on Twitter. Yeah, he's had some really so, good good ones. Yeah, this one's another cracker as well. Where does he come up with these? Well, as putting up some great articles. Yeah. God, I thought I was a workaholic. <laughs> and he's got kids as well. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh my man. Gosh. Another uh, shout out. So <laughs> he's the busiest dad ever. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So this question is which genre of game do you consider to be your gaming comfort food in quotations? You know, the type of game that when all else is crappy helps you reach that Zen like mindset. Uh, mine is classic turn based JRPGs. Sometimes you just need to grind to a high level and slap some suckers. Bliss. <laughs> uh, I would agree that there's nothing quite fulfilling like a JRPG where you get to level up for a bit, grind away, and then you go and defeat a boss that has been causing you nothing but grief. I I would say that that is rewarding. Um, I do actually enjoy a good. Oh gosh, 
I do enjoy a good grind. <sighs> Game related. <laughs> Thank, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I, I yeah. will not abuse my power as an editor for my own <laughs> ill-gotten games. But... Oh, yeah, I can just picture that on a loop somewhere on the internet. <laughs> but, um, no, but... I, I, I'm going to put that up on our Twitter. Oh, just, gosh. This sound clip of just saying, I like grinding. <laughs> yeah. <A> good, <laughs> I like a good grind sesh. Um, <laughs> but... That's just weird. <laughs> it really is. But... Um... But my my actual personal uh, preferred uh, comfort food, I mean, that's yep. not going to be a surprise. Uh, it, it is when I'm just having a bad day, there's two go-tos. Um, yep. Not so much now because I'm not set up for it, but uh, used to Halo multiplayer. I would just, I would hit just, oh, that's, yeah, just hours of, yeah. And, um, and one of my favorite things to do, because this is how immature the the video game land was 10 years yep. ago uh i would my spartan would be in pink pink is of actually course. my signature color in real life but uh then that's where it started uh and mm -hmm. then i would kick everyone's tails and then i would of get tons of of dms you know or xbox messages of oh, girls can't yeah. play you suck blah blah um uh, really? Because you just got beat down by exactly. a pink spot. And then there was always the, oh, we just let you win and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I got to where I kept my pink Spartan, but I'd turn off my headset. Yeah, um, of course. And then just blow everyone away. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> Stupid sound bites. <laughs> Look, I... You can trust me to not abuse my power. I can guarantee that. Yes. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's not crossed. going up on Pornhub. <laughs> but, um, so, multiplayer, Halo multiplayer was definitely... Nowadays, um, it would... I always, always go back to uh, Fallout New Vegas. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not creative. But... <sighs> the characters are so they're my friends <laughs> you, you, you may hate friends but you love Matthew Perry <laughs> oh gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> one of my um, special interests growing up and special yep. interest is for someone on the spectrum is something they're obsessed with uh, yeah. to the point where they know ins and outs one of my special interests was uh, voiceover actors. And yeah. like I knew Billy West was doing the Cheerio uh, uh, B way before anyone knew who Billy West was, who's the voice oh, yeah. of, um, well, everyone well, on literally Futurama. everyone <laughs> well yeah he voiced a lot of a lot of people in Futurama but specifically most well, remember Fry. yeah yeah Fry would be his his main one but I mean he he did so many and then um yeah uh, I could sit here I could tell you uh everything he's ever done um uh yep uh, Bill DiMaggio uh, Bill uh <laughs> Bill DiMaggio um yeah who did uh, um wait crap well just dimaggio because i'm oh hung john, over. Di john, john dimaggio, john DiMaggio. yeah the me. one who's bender yeah um that's uh, yeah. hangover he brain he's yeah he was, i knew he, he did, did joker. he did that but he i knew he did waka on uh final fantasy x uh 10 oh yes he yeah. did and i was like i knew who that was so 
for me, voiceover acting is a special interest. It's very, or it yeah. was at the time, it was very important to me. Uh, yeah. I knew the voice actors and I, I you know, all that boring yeah. stuff. Um, when Matthew Perry opened his stupid mouth <laughs> <laughs> and the way he got that role is insane. He manipulated, uh, you know, Bethesda into letting him have it. You know, yeah, he, he did. Yeah. And okay, I can kind of applaud that, but he. But you can't applaud that. He was terrible, guys. If you haven't played New Vegas, and why not? What's wrong with you? But <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, uh, uh, Matthew Perry's character—it's uh, not Buddy, but it's, it starts with a B. Oh my gosh, this is hang hungover Kylie, by the way. All the yeah, facts we'll... just die. <laughs> they just go in my brain and die. Um, yeah. I normally am very encyclopedic, but, um, okay. yeah, Benny. Benny, I knew it was That's in there. That's the one. Oh. Yeah, next time you have that struggle, just remember Benny Hill. Oh, he's about as comedic as that. <laughs> now the music's in my head. Thanks. <laughs> no worries. But, um, yeah, go YouTube that. It's the worst voice acting I've probably ever heard, A, from a professional actor, but in a game. Um it's so wooden and it's so terrible um so you can probably imagine what his fate is with me uh pretty early yeah. on uh <laughs> you probably absolutely destroyed him oh gosh yeah first chance i got yeah. uh of course and so but overall of course new vegas is my comfort yeah. food game because i know the land i know the landscape i know i just know everything it's just comfortable it's like wrapping up in a warm duvet and I've played it so many times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and you know what's even worse? Is There's a worse part? There is a worse part. Uh, New okay. Vegas has, you know, at least three, but there are more uh, yep. ways to play the game. Okay. I always stick to the same dialogue tree, the same faction, and the same ending. <laughs> it's because it's what you know. It's what you know. It's, you can't yeah. help that. I feel so happy when Ron Perlman at the end is giving me the update of everyone and it's every the way I want it. It's like, yes, Ooh, everything's right. in place. <laughs> so That's what, because you always mm -hmm. want to hear what Ron Perlman oh, has gosh, to say. Yeah, he could deliver apart terrible from, news. and <laughs> yeah. Well, apart from his politics. I haven't looked into those. Um, Don't bother okay. or make you angry. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. Um, but... What about you? What's your comfort food specifically? Now, now I've got two, really. Mm -hmm. um, if I've had a particularly bad day and I just want to take some aggression out, I will mostly stick on a, a GTA game and just go and oh, shoot fools yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's it, nothing That's quite true. so satisfying as reliving fantasies that you have in the outside yes. world in a video game. So, oh God, you know, yes. going going to take a prostitute and then beating her half to well, death to get your money back is always absolutely. one that makes me fun. My, uh, my favorite thing is to go to the top of any building and just do a shooting spree until I get, yeah. like, all the stars yeah. filled. You, you, so, yeah, yeah, you just get gunned down by the army. And then put in the cheat and you're fine. But <laughs> no, one of, the, one of the things I did actually really genuinely enjoy about mm -hmm. Being able to drive up the side of a mountain and then just fling yourself square off of it. Yes. I used to love that. 
or you just yes. go up in a plane and you just dive out of it oh, without a parachute and just let yourself die yeah yeah, yeah. um another fun one is in uh five uh go all the way up the hill grab a, a yep. bike and then just let your character go because he's not gonna make it yeah that's so funny <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so uh, yeah, absolutely there with you. But um, in terms of gaming like Zen, mm-hmm. as the question puts it, I have a couple of examples really where I think that I get into that sort of mind frame. Is um, one of them is obviously Super Mario World. Yeah. Mark that bingo card. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the same thing with fallout new vegas for you because i've played that game so many times yeah i know all the tricks the, i know everything the like two different paths uh, and all that stuff yeah, yeah the fact that you know when you get into the first the first level of the second world in donut planes mm-hmm. you can get the feather yes and then you can just pretty much skip entire levels by oh, using yeah. the, the fly trick you know it's it. It, it's like i said you just get into that sort of like mind frame where you're just like mm-hmm. i am so at peace with myself because i yeah. know this so well yes um the other one i would say is mark the card it's street fighter <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming <laughs> I, I was actually surprised no, it, when you didn't say me, it first so <laughs> it is quite nice to just pick up my, my arcade stick just yeah uh just be able to pull off a few nice little combos and stuff like that. it's mm-hmm. just and I spent a lot of time over the years in the arcades playing Street Fighter. Like, um, I, I I do regularly go to an arcade up near me that's got all some of the older games there. So I just like going and playing the arcade modes or jumping online on Street Fighter Five and just seeing what happens. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't always work because my arcade stick has gone into my wall a few times. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, are you one of those the the angry angry video no, game gamer? No, not usually not usually but when when i'm having a particularly bad day or i'm mm-hmm. offset with somebody lagging on the other end then that's where things can oh. become a little bit delicate yeah no yeah i can't judge you there because if i'm playing multiplayer especially in halo and the there's lag. yeah when they start glitching and they're obviously having lag and i'm yeah. shooting through them and it's not connecting yeah. there yeah. you go yeah yeah, so it's I'm there especially with you. The same, especially the same with things like Street Fighter, where they have a particular netcode that's called rollback, mm-hmm. where um, if it's based on who's got the stronger connection. So if you've got oh. the stronger connection, you might not actually hit done because, you know, they it's basically refreshing on either side on a peer-to-peer mm-hmm. server. Right. So it's not done through like a a. a solid connection or it's you know a server like that mm-hmm. so you might hit something on your screen and then it sort of jumps back and nothing's happened and it's yeah. weird yeah so i've had so many instances where i've got down to like a pixel of health on on their character and i've thrown out like a, a low medium or something like that like mm-hmm. a medium punch and it's hit on my side and then it will just roll back to the point where they it hasn't happened and i'm like what the heck has happened here yeah that Oh, like I feel you there. That's oh, mm. that frustration so, level is not good. Not yeah, good. so it's not quite zen like I would say. But <laughs> well, rage you know. can be zen, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the kind of emotions you want to go for your zen. True, that's 
mind true. frame because Akuma has is a, is, is achieved Zen-like behavior, but that's through killing. Yes. <laughs> and and game a quiz here. What does Akuma actually mean? Ooh, good question. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I don't know something. Okay, enlighten well, me. Well, okay. So the Japanese name for Akuma is mm-hmm. Goki, which <gasps> roughly translates to demon. Yes. Oh, wow. I did not realize that. Yeah. That makes so much sense now. It. Yes, it does. Oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. I, I should finish know. this up with a game of fact of every every yeah, time. Yeah, do that. I'm totally into that. I, I'm, I'm going to try and find some more Street Fighter facts. Because <laughs> I've got a lot of them. Yeah, just end every episode with Street Fighter facts. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap that's, us up. Isn't it? it will do, because that was the last question. But thank you, Mike, again for your amazing yes. question. Yeah, I love it, because his questions make us think. Um, I see Thomas yeah. is actually, uh, I love that. Um, so yeah, yeah listeners. Thomas, Thomas usually has a good, good few questions. So yeah, send us, uh, send us the thinkers. Um, we like those. Yeah, we um, do like a few good thinking questions, but mm-hmm. if you want to get a hold of us, yes. where do they find us? Well, if you're traveling the cyberspace, <laughs> Which is um, weird because you should be if you're listening to this. Right, exactly. But if you're out there on the web, uh, you can find us on www.rapidreviewsuk.com. Um, then we also have a Twitter. Uh, well, Rapid Reviews Twitter, which is at Rapid Reviews UK. Um, yep. But we also now have our bright, shiny, not as new, but it's still quite new, um, still new enough yeah podcast twitter which is at rr radio pod um, yep and then where might they find you i'm gonna pull you off about this every week you forget <laughs> about rapid reviews uk <laughs> facebook page every I do, week i do oh my gosh bingo Kylie, cards. you've got the document in front of you it says <laughs> it right there i'm literally <laughs> guys i am literally looking at it my eyes my peepers are on rapid reviews uk dash facebook <laughs> i still didn't say it <laughs> i know it's crazy but to answer your question yes and to stop giving you a grilling uh they can find me at Twitter at Pete Beckett one. Yes. Now, where do they find you? You can also find me on Twitter, uh, which is at Kylie Tagreet, which is K-I-L-A-Y-T-E-H-G-R-E-E-T, which is actually a Futurama reference. So. It, yes, it is. Good old Billy yeah. West. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and mm. we have enjoyed your company. Uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us. Um, we're always grateful uh, to anyone that does. Uh, please feel free to share us and you know, yeah, get us out give there. Us a, yeah. Yeah. Give, us, yeah. give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or yeah. SoundCloud. We take comments through SoundCloud as well. Absolutely. You know, just yeah. share share it around because... Yeah. Don't don't be scared. We are here to interact with you. We are indeed. We're always willing to have a conversation with people on Twitter, on mm-hmm. Facebook, any any place that you want to get in contact with us. We'll gladly accept. Absolutely. So, Unless it's on Pornhub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you 
see me there, just just look away. <laughs> yeah, of course. But that's going to do us for this week. Yes. So. Um, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.